turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Establishing the kingdom of God and doing the will of God through prayer. You know, we can't just speak of the kingdom of God without power. You can't just talk power. You have to perform power. Power performs. And that is the same thing with the scripture, our scripture prayer prompted that says, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Another scripture puts it like this. The kingdom of God is not just talking it. It is living it. Living by God's word or by God's power. The kingdom of God is not just talking. It is living by God's power. Living by God's power. So do you live by God's power? Or do you live by the power of your mind? You know, do you always use your mind to figure things out and rely on your mind, rely on your experience, rely on physical things, or do you depend on the Lord? Do you call upon to God? Do you live by God's power? Talking about kingdom, kingdom matters are no small matters. And we cannot effectively express, expand, and establish the kingdom of God on the earth, in this world, without power, the manifest power of God. And prayer is the means by which we experience and express the power of God for the purpose of expanding and establishing the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. We cannot effectively express, expand, and establish the kingdom of God on earth without power. That is the manifest power of God. Prayer is the means by which we experience and express the power of God for the purpose of establishing the kingdom of God on earth. It is one thing to express something, or it is one thing to experience something, express it, and expand it and establish it. It's one thing to experience it. You can experience it and keep it to yourself. Or you can experience it and do what? Express it. Share it. You express it. You show it. Jesus says in the book of Psalms, I believe it's Psalm 40, I will not just keep your law within my heart. I will declare it in the great con- congregation. I will speak your goodness. So don't just experience God. Express God. Show God. Let your light so shine before men that they may see, see your good works. They may see the work of God on the inside of you. As far as what is inside of you, nobody knows. Nobody can see your heart. It's your hand that they see. By their fruits, we shall know them. By the good works that you do. And that good works are not just good works. They are different. They stand out. The scripture calls them what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. He who serves God in these things, he who serves Christ in these things, is acceptable to God and approved by men. So don't just experience God. Express God. Express him. 
express the kingdom of God, the power of God. And don't just express him, expand, expand his kingdom. Expand his kingdom, seek his kingdom, enforce his kingdom, publish his kingdom, promote his kingdom, advance his kingdom. You can say seek or work for his kingdom. Seek to publicize, publish the kingdom of God. If it's something that you love, you don't just talk about it. You put your money on it. You put your money where your mouth is. You put your money where your mouth is. You don't just talk, 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 talk. You also walk it. You do something about it. So don't just experience God. Express God. Expand the kingdom of God. Publish the kingdom of God. And it goes beyond that. Establish it. Establish it. Because to establish something is much more than to just express it, expand it. To establish something means what? To concretize it. To establish something means to solidify it. To establish something means what? To, be, to let it be rooted and grounded. Something doesn't get established if, if it's just starting out. That is not established. Something that is just starting out is not established yet. You need power to set up a kingdom and establish it. We need power to set up the kingdom of God and establish it on earth. And I mean real power. The power of God that is given through the Holy Spirit. We need real power. Real power. The power of God that is given through the Holy Spirit. And let's not forget the words of the scripture in Zechariah 4, 6 to 7. Talking of real power. Talking of real power. Say so we need real power. The power of God that is given through the Holy Spirit. Zechariah 4, 6 to 7 says, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And it shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Zerubbabel was a governor in the rebuilding of Jerusalem, in the rebuilding of the temple. And there were so many things in opposition to the purpose of God, to the rebuilding of the land and the rebuilding of the temple. And the Lord had chosen Zerubbabel to spearhead this, this project. And the word of the Lord came to him and said, It is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts means what? The Lord of battle. The Lord of hosts means the Lord of war. Who are you, O great mountain? Who are you, O great opposition? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. You shall become wiped out. The mountain shall be gone. The Lord shall demolish the mountain. And Zerubbabel shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Meaning, Zerubbabel shall not only experience the vanishing of the mountain, but where the mountain was, something shall be built on it. And what, is, what will be built on it will be finished. Because it says, Zerubbabel shall bring forth the capstone. The capstone is what? The end of it. You will not only experience a vanishing of the mountain, of the opposition. The Lord 
will help you to start a project on that place and you will finish it. Now it says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. And we've been talking about power, the power of the spirit of God. But this one is saying, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. So there is power and there is real power. There is power and there is real power. There are different types of power. There is political power. There is monetary power. There is social power. There is legal power. There is physical bodily power. There is mental power, governmental power. Yea, there are also all kinds of diabolical spiritual powers of different forms. You know, there is witchcraft power. There is voodoo power. There is juju power, African juju power. All kinds of power. But the truth is, the power of the Holy Spirit is the only true and real power. God does not even disregard or, no, uh, just not talk about other powers. But he's saying there are, there are other powers. There are other powers. In fact, here he says, a mountain, a great mountain is before you, but it's nothing. It's nothing. You see a great mountain, the Lord sees what you see, but he doesn't see it himself like, you know, it's right before you. He knows that you see something, but for him, there's no mountain there. For God, there is no mountain there. You see a mountain, you see an opposition, you see trouble, you see no way in that thing that you want to do. As for God, nothing, nothing is there. It's a thoroughfare, but he sees what you see. So he says, you know, it's a great mountain that you see, but really, it's a plain. It's going to become a plain because that's what I see. There is no mountain. In fact, what you have started, you will finish. You will bring forth the capstone thereof. You will finish the job. You finish the work. But it's not going to be by your might. It's not going to be by your own strength. It's going to be by the might of the spirit, by the power of the spirit. Listen to this. Any power that can't overcome the power of death is short-lived and a sham. Any power that can't overcome the power of death is short-lived and a sham. Whether it is political power, monetary power, governmental power, social power, legal power, physical power, witchcraft power, voodoo power, African juju power, they all fade away and they all fizzle out. Any power that can't overcome the power of death that is in operation is short-lived and a sham. Only the power of the Spirit of God has overcome death. Only the power of the Spirit of God overcomes death. Only the power of the Spirit of God lives forever. And that is the power that is in you and me. That is the power that is in the Christian the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the power that raised up Jesus from the dead. That is the power that Jesus had on the inside of him that raised him up. If that power is in you, you shall not die but live. If that power is in you, Jesus Christ said, He who believes in me shall not die but live. If that power is in you, you do not die. When you die physically, you are asleep, the scripture says, to wake up. No other power is everlasting. 
No other power, even power of beauty. Before you know it, beauty changes to something else. Hmm? The strength of the young man. Before you know it, it wanes and becomes weakness. The powers of kingdoms of the world. Before you know it, in a hundred years, you know, a great kingdom, a great nation becomes a weak nation. What comes around goes around. You know, there have been great, great kingdoms before now. Where are they today? They are gone. Even the ones that are now will fizzle out and new ones will rise up. So the last becomes the first. The first becomes the last. 